You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. Welcome to this short series of podcasts featuring experiences and expertise on the ground at the Warrant Officer and Non-Commissioned Officer Academy at Canungra in Queensland. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with the Commanding Officer of Wonko Academy, who's also the Chief Instructor, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Scott, and we'll also be speaking with Warrant Officer Class 1, Andrew Stewart, who's the RSM, the Regimental Sergeant Major here. So first of all, could you introduce the Academy to us, Colonel Scott? Yeah, Sharon. First of all, I'd like to say just how wonderful it is to uh, have you here, the Academy instructors, and I have been uh, listening into the podcast through this series for some time. The mission of the Warren Officer and Non-Commissioned Officer Academy is to deliver specified all-course soldier training continuum courses in order to enable the Land Warfare Centre to deliver directed individual training education and education services. We do that in a number of locations. The Academy has a national footprint. To the extent possible, we try and deliver residential training in locations where soldiers reside. So we have footprints here at Kokoda Barracks in Canungra, in Gallipoli Barracks in Inogra, up in Lavrak Barracks in Townsville, and RAF Base Edinburgh down in Adelaide, South Australia. Until the end of this year, uh, we've also delivered corporal and sergeant training in Robertson Barracks in Darwin. But at the end of 2017, that wing will close. And take us through the different courses that you offer through the Academy. The Academy is tasked with delivering subject one promotion courses in the all-course soldier training continuum. Indeed, all subject one courses from, but not including, ab initio training at 1RTB. We deliver the subject one for corporal army course in three locations, 20 courses per year. We deliver the subject one for sergeant army courses, five courses a year here in Kokodic Barracks, Canongra. We also deliver the subject one for warrant officer and the regimental sergeant's major course, which again are delivered here at Kakota Barracks in Canungra. And if we look forward into 2018, we've recently received direction to pilot a subject one for warrant officer class one army course, which will be conducted in Kakota Barracks. And how frequently are the courses delivered? We conduct courses between February and December each calendar year. Of course, like all of Army units, we're subject to the posting planning cycle. So we normally get started and underway at about Australia Day, where we bring in some of the instructors and undertake instructor development program to get them prepared to receive trainees. Traditionally, that starts on or around the first or second week of February, and certainly on the 5th of February 2018 is where the courses will recommence. The corporal's courses are eight weeks. They're quite uh, long and sizable residential courses. And to the extent possible, we try and de-conflict those courses so that they're not conducted over school holiday periods. And they're also separated away from high activity periods for the Australian Army. Uh, classic examples being exercise Hamel or exercise talisman sabre. To the extent possible, we space those courses in time. In the corporal's courses, there's 20 conducted each year. So there's quite a number of opportunities for regimental sergeants major to get their people on courses based on the unique requirements of the particular unit. When we step up into the more senior courses, the subject one for sergeant army course, 
There's five courses conducted each year and that course runs for six weeks. Again, it provides a number of opportunities for those senior corporals in a unit to look at their other requirements and then to engage with the chain of command and with the Soldier Career Management Agency to look at what best timing is is applicable to the individual and the unit to get them onto courses. The subject one for Warrant Officer Army course, they're five-week courses, and they're conducted five times a year as well. And again, we try and uh, keep them outside high tempo periods such as the Talisman Sabre and the Exercise Hamill Suites. The Regimental Sergeant Majors course is only conducted once a year. It's a five-week course, and that's in session at the present. It's traditionally conducted in the September to December time period. This year it was November to December, but next year we brought it left in order to get a better result for Army's experience woe-twos so that they can come off this course and then march into the unit and effect a handover with their predecessor prior to the unit leaving on reduced tempo period over the Christmas stand-down period. RSM, if we look at the basic admin side of the house, where should people go when they're first thinking about coming on a course here at Wonko Academy? What's the website, for example? Yeah, thank you, ma'am. That's a very good question. And uh, one of the questions that we uh, tend to get a lot from uh, soldiers. So straight on to the internet, into the search area, type in LWC and or LWC SharePoint, and you'll be directed directly to that site. There's a number of icons that come up. The Wonko Warrant Officer and Non-Commissioned Officer Academy icon, click on that and then you'll see a number of chevrons and crowns on the right hand side and then you just click on the respective chevron or crown and for the corporal courses you'll need to go to the particular area that you've been panelled to attend. So obviously uh, what we try and do there, each of those panelling authorities within the brigade areas is run by the brigade RSMs. So one brigade would, their, the majority of their courses would be delivered in Adelaide. For three brigade, obviously in Townsville, and seven brigade, obviously in Brisbane. And once people have gone and checked the information they need to know, what's the next stage in their preparation before they actually attend a course? So I would engage straight away with their chain of command. Their first point of call for a soldier would be their platoon sergeant. For a corporal, again, would be their platoon sergeant, followed closely by the CSM. And then obviously for a sergeant going on course, that would be their CSM and their RSM and or equivalent. They're the first people I'd be talking to, ma'am. There are a number of checks and balances that are required to do administratively. I would have a look at some of the requirements that uh, are specific for each particular course, campus courses and the like. There is a checklist in each of the respective JIs. That is the first thing that they need to have out and double check that. And then obviously their chain of command need to do that check for us so that we've all got a warm and fuzzy when they arrive here, ma'am. What are the common errors perhaps that people make before they come on course? Is it just the simple not completing their pre-coursework or are there other errors that you commonly see? Ma'am, it really comes down to not reading the JI and not getting the support of the chain of command and I can't emphasise that enough. So your chain of command are very important in the process of going not on just this course but on any course that is conducted within Army. They are our gatekeepers, I say. They've done this course before. They know the pitfalls and they can assist those uh, particularly young soldiers that are about to attend the sub one for corporal. They should also come up with some form of preparation prior to attending the course. Simple things, putting on their uniform and making sure it fits correctly, making sure that they've got all the accoutrements that go with that particular uniform. 
these are the things that we find all the time. So normally in the first week, if they're at Canagra, as an example, and they've come all the way from Darwin, we get large packages arriving with gear that they've forgotten. And what about the success stories? Could you give us an example, perhaps, of somebody when they do come on course, when they're very well prepared? What kinds of criteria would apply to being well prepared? Yeah, that is a very good question, ma'am. So the entry standard for each course is the exit standard of their last course with on-the-job training and on-the-job experience. If they follow that criteria and also ensure that they meet the Manual of Army Employment for their specific employment specifications, but also for the all-core employment specifications, we find that those particular soldiers are very well prepared. They've got an excellent base in which to work from. Um, so we're not having to go back and revise on certain areas that they should know because they've been previously taught. You spoke about the importance of just getting your uniform squared away, basic things like that. What about that psychological preparation? What would you expect from people who are coming to do one of your courses in terms of being in the right place mentally? Again, it's about using their chain of command and those people with previous experience to give them an expectation of what they expect when they arrive at their particular location. Yes, the course has changed and it will continue to change. However, there are certain pressures that each soldier will be put under. Uh, that's expected. At the end of the day, what they need to do is concentrate on the job at hand, push themselves through that job, get up in the morning and start a new day. That's all they need to do. And the rest is uh, up to the instructors here by supporting them particularly whilst they're here. You know, sometimes people get a bit nervous, a bit unsure about their abilities. Well, we're here to give them that push, make sure they get over the line. Obviously, it's not about just passing, it's about ensuring that they're prepared for their next rank and able to be an asset to their unit and obviously to Army. Colonel Scott, reflecting perhaps also on the elements of character that people need to bring to a course when they're with Wonko Academy, what would be your expectations of an individual? What kinds of characteristics would you want to see, apart from perhaps a positive attitude? The key observation I'd give from my two years working with the academy is that I wouldn't wish to see any individual trainee coming to a course expecting to turn it on to show us something other than their integral self. I'd be looking at certain individual characteristics as... Uh, humility, a desire to learn. And I think that if we we keep it as simple as we can for those soldiers that are coming on the course, they all, they do they need to do nothing more than under understand and adhere to Army's values and also understand and adhere to Army's contract with Australia. And I think that, that that puts a trainee in a very good position to come intellectually prepared, physically prepared, emotionally prepared for the courses, receptive to perhaps take themselves out of their comfort zone and to be led, mentored and trained by the instructors that feel very passionately for enabling those on our courses to live up to the challenges that will await them uh, once they're promoted and once they're doing the job back in the unit. 
How academic is the course? And is any kind of academic preparation or reading specifically required? I think I could say flippantly that the reading only helps if uh, the reading is done. Uh, clearly, the, the, the courses that we offer have differences in them. The corporal's course is, uh, and, and employment as a corporal is a, a practical business. The sort of quick decision exercises that we're wishing to see there are a young individual leading a section and undertaking tasks, so it's a practical business. But when we look at the higher echelons, certainly the regimental sergeant's major course, the warrant officer's courses, sure there is a lot of reading, but uh, that shouldn't intimidate people. It's just an organisational and workplace requirement that when you're performing a role such as a senior non-commissioned officer or a warrant officer in the Australian Army, you've got to be across your brief. So you've got to be able to understand army policies and governing guidelines so you can advise your soldiers because the senior NCOs and warrant officers have such a disproportionate benefit or negative effect on their soldiers based on the advice. So there are academic components, but they're not unrealistic from what we can reasonably expect to see from sergeants and warrant officers. And I'd put to an individual that might be daunted with that, that you know, there's opportunity for great growth. And, and certainly one of the things I tell my trainees as well as I do my children is a problem shared is a problem halved. And so part of, part of the approach that the academy takes on day one of the course is that the directing staff will speak on an individual level with each trainee to get an understanding of their experiences, some of their strengths, but also some of their weaknesses, what terrifies them. And if we get team members that, for example, might not have deployed field since Kapuka, which we see on occasion from a corporal's course, or we have a a warrant officer class two uh, that might left formal schooling in year nine, for example, That's just an honest discussion uh, that you would expect to have between training and directing staff. And so part of my instructor's responsibility as a mentor, as an instructor, as a leader and as a trainer is to understand the unique specifics to the individual and to assist them to the extent possible. And so academic courses shouldn't be feared. It should be just understood and embraced. From your perspective, though, as the chief instructor here, For somebody who's ambitious and wants to come being as well prepared as possible and get the top possible grade in recognition of their preparation, what would you want to see from them in aspiring to that? I think Warren Officer Stewart has has provided the overarching trinity to start with. It's an engagement between the individual, the chain of command and the career management agency. And if you just keep it as simple as understanding the joining instruction, understanding the pre-course requirements, uh, covering off on those pre-course requirements and the expectations that the start point of a promotion course is having those knowledge, skills, attitudes, abilities and experiences of the rank they're currently in, then that's a really good place to start. On occasion on some of our courses, some of the trainees come with a preconceived idea that it's just an attendance course and as soon as they get back with a bit of paper, then their unit will promote them. Uh, that, that's brought a couple of people unstuck that might have been putting the cart before the horse. I would prefer to see a more humble trainee that comes onto this course understanding the important responsibility that they'll face once promoted in the workplace and using the opportunity of the residential course to not only play to their strengths, but perhaps more appropriately to understand where they may be weak at 
and work through with the directing staff, with the instructors in the academy to come up with a plan that can cover off and mitigate or ameliorate some of those weaknesses. So just in closing, Warrant Officer Stewart, what would be perhaps your top three tips that you would give to somebody who's about to come here on course? What are the three things you would advise them to do above all else? The first thing I would do is to ensure that their own house is in order. The last thing that they want to do is to arrive on any course with personal problems in the background. They're not going to be able to concentrate on what needs to happen here, which is about learning and understanding and being mentored. That would be my first tip. Second tip would be to prepare, always prepare and rehearse because each course up to woe to next year will have a proficiency test on the first day. This is about us understanding and gauging where our trainees are at when they arrive here. If they prepare properly for that, then they are at the standard required and that they are at a very good place to do very well on the particular course that they're about to have a crack at. And the third one is that I always like to see people have a go, you know, and sometimes you may not meet the mark, but you know what? I'd rather see them have a go and then succeed at the end. And I think that's a, uh, a great trait in Australian soldiers. They're my three men. Warrant Officer Class 1 Andrew Stewart and Lieutenant Colonel Michael Scott, thank you both very much. To find out more about what to expect when you're going to be attending a course here at the Wonko Academy, listen to the next podcast in this short series. That's available on the COVE website. The address is www.cove.org.au. I'm Captain Sharon Maskeldare. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.